He's not just an evil person. He's just a dick. Some dicks are good, some dicks are bad. <laughs> How's it going? Welcome to Escaping. The best comic book podcast in the Springs. That's right. We are recording from Escape Velocity in Colorado Springs. It is actually the best comic book store around here. And I'm not biased. I'm telling you the truth. Just coming in, you know. Big facts. <laughs> <laughs> so today we are talking about House of X and Powers of Ten. Those are Jonathan Hickman's new stories tying into his one X-Men book, X-Men Run. It's going to be something great. We've got uh, Kelsey here. Yes, sir. And we've also got Gio here with us. Uh, he's going to be chiming in from time to time, just giving more of a political look on what we're talking about. I'm Daniel, and let's jump right in. Uh, House of X is the start of a new age of X-Men, would you say? Yes, I would definitely say a new age. It's a great starting point for anybody, I could say, that wants to get into X-Men but kind of been afraid of or they didn't know how to because the X-Men have a very long and convoluted history in the Marvel Very Universe, and it's coming from an X-Men fan, because there's so much stuff that I forgot that I knew, just because <laughs> there's so much that goes on in these books. Well, to, to be fair, they also time travel enough, and they forget what they know. Exactly, and there's usually six or seven X-Books going on simultaneously, too. Right, it, it's it's crazy. So one of the themes, one of the major themes we're going to be talking about here is Utopia, um, a place free of hatred, free of judgment for those looking for sanctuary, which... You know, a lot of us here in the real world, we, we would like something like that too. But as we see, not all utopias are what they appear to be. Exactly. So Most of them are built upon the bones of <laughs> many. <laughs> right. Well, and, and, and one of the things we discussed uh, earlier, if you remember, is um, that these utopias seem to be perfect for one group of people. Exactly. So, and not even all mutants sometimes. Right, right. Even though it's a mutant paradise, it's... Yeah. Exclusive, and exactly. We've touched on how classism, uh, you know, affects that, and uh, man, it's um, it's a hopeful beginning to a new series. And me, as a Hickman fan, you know, I I want this to be bigger than uh, what we've seen before. So bigger than his Fantastic Four, bigger than the new, and you know, I, I, maybe even on par with what we've seen before with Hickman, but bigger than what other writers and okay. uh, creators have brought to. The X Men because the X table they always yeah the X table they always try to make these huge world changing stories but sometimes those stories are just they fall Guns. flat yes. yeah they, they definitely get recon um, but one thing Marvel did do I was setting this up was give you like key points from the X Men's history that would kind of set in place the building blocks for Hitman's run like they highlighted mm -hmm. giant. Um, X-Men, Giant Size X-Men number one with Krakoa mm -hmm. plays a part. Um, First Mor time we've seen Krakoa. Yes. Uh, um, Grant Morrison's run, uh, new X-Men. Right, plays right, a part right. Because of Genosha. Huge and part. And other Sentinels. Yeah. So I'm wondering if anybody else from that arc maybe will come back and play a part into that. Well, and Hickman has promised we're going to see something like 92 villains and 91 heroes throughout this story. That's a lot. So jump me back before we get into <laughs> House of X as an issue. Let's see... Well, let's just go over who are the X-Men. I know anyone who hasn't been living under a rock for the past however many years knows who the X-Men are, but you know, Kelsey, give, give me a background on the X-Men. They are the greatest superhero team ever created. <laughs> Hashtag bias, very much so. But no, they're a group of mutants, mutants being humans born with an extra gene, and their DNA allows them to 
produce or manifest various powers and physical mutations. Right, right. Um, created by Jack, um, Jack, Jack Kirby and Stan Lee. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, Marvel's Merry Mutants. Um, they got off to a rocky start back in the day. They actually were canceled after, what, six 60 issues? It was about 60 issues. Uh, it, it was almost a hot-button topic back then because yes. of the analog for, for civil rights. Civil rights, mu- um, the movement, yeah, mm-hmm. the Martin, Martin Luther King and the Malcolm X dynamic between Charles and Matt Nito is just one of the most iconic dualities. Right, and you can see good books. points between yeah. two of them, you know, exactly. like... While, while Charles is the more peaceful, we're fighting for a world that one day we will exist in. Exactly. You can also see the merit in what Magneto is doing. That's true, too. And you sometimes you can't always turn the other cheek. Sometimes right. you got to punch him in the mouth. Exactly. <laughs> you know, uh, like, like, like you were saying before, uh, there was there's that kid who's always getting picked on, yes. you know. And whatever it is, the second they decide to pop someone in the mouth to fight back, uh, violence is no longer the answer. Yes. Like, you shouldn't do that. You should have went about it a different way. Use your words. Sometimes words don't work. Right. And as, long as, as long as so long you can say the same thing. Exactly. <laughs> and, and, you know, the X-Men seem to be held to these same standards. Yes. Where they have all this great power, and, you know, no one is stepping in for these Sentinels attacking them. No, no one. Everyone wants them to endure to be better because they're supposed to be exactly. the next generation of people. Exactly. But... Let's get into House of X. Uh, we start off with, uh, you know, very little known, which is classic Hickman, where, <laughs> you know, he throws you into a situation, you, you get bits and pieces, and a whole lot of graphic design uh, circles and yes, stuff. Yes, circles. <laughs> that, that man is obsessed with creating his own, his I own know. Uh, language. Languages, yes. Like, even back to the new Avengers run, like, how he pieced every Avenger into their own set and mm-hmm. broke it down, how they functioned within the greater will of the team. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. So we start off seeing uh, Professor X, or at least the man we assume to be Professor X. Yes. We're surrounded by pods. What are, what, like, these, these pods are, are spewing out different mutants. They're, they're over here. They're, they're birthing them or healing them. And, um, like, <laughs> this is playing God to a degree that the X-Men haven't in yes, a long it's time. Creepy. It's very, very dark, creepy. Very sinister, very dark beast. Yeah, yeah, very dark beast, and Hank McCoy doing whatever he feels is necessary. Exactly, yeah, and that's one thing about Hank too. Like we talked about earlier with the Bendis run, like he's he just didn't ask anybody about traveling back in time, grabbing the original X Men. He just did it. He's one of those ask for forgiveness and not so much permission. Exactly. exactly. Because he figures as a founding X Men, that forgiveness will never run out. And being the smartest guy in the room is like. I saw the flaws, I ran the scenarios, this is what needs to happen. Right, uh, a good comparison is Tony Stark and Bruce Banner in the Age of Ultron yes, movie. Yes, Age of Ultron. Say what you will about the movie. <laughs> the movie is not bad. It's, it, it's a split camp. It's very I, much... I describe it as like a Lamborghini with a couple of dents. <laughs> it's like, still Lamborghini. It's still Lamborghini, but it's, <laughs> it's, it's still good. Does it have Sirius XM, though? Yeah, that's the thing. It that's might, the question. It might have a cassette player. <laughs> if you've got some good rush tapes, you're good yes. to go. But if you Those don't, <laughs> we got the touch. That's right. <laughs> but uh, you know that that whole we are doing what we see fit. Um, you know we're doing what everyone needs, even if they don't know no, it yet. Yeah. I know it's better for you than you do. Exactly, which is such PhDs. a demeaning attitude. You know, <laughs> yes, like you assume everyone just doesn't understand what they. But need. then again, then he gets mad at Scott for doing what he does because Scott also thinks he knows what's best. Absolutely, he's been the mutant messiah for so long, so, while also being a mutant terrorist. That's the scene and, I want to see when Cyclops be like, 
ahead. Lead the team, bitch. Yeah. Like, y'all want to do it? I don't see nobody. Well, not you, Storm. No, no, you're not, not yeah, you. Got it. <laughs> we, already, we already know how this went. It's when Storm <laughs> leads a team. Yeah, yeah. So your ass with no power. <laughs> she, you know, she, her, her books have always been really good. But, you know, unlike uh, Scott, she's not willing to put together a kill team for, yeah, to, oh, to achieve oh. her, her version of Utopia. Oh, man. Just like speaking of Utopia, when they were on Utopia and they found out about X-Force, when Storm gave mm-hmm. them the whole, the whole lash, and then she's like, like, right, and, right. And, and that's not Utopia in a, in a wider sense. That is the place Utopia, yes. which... Um, used to be Asteroid M. Used to be Asteroid M. And they brought it up from the bottom of the San Francisco Bay. Mm-hmm. And brought with them basically all, more or less, majority of the remaining mutants left at that time period. Right, also. right. And it, it's one of those themes we see throughout uh, these X books. Something that was used for evil, then being turned around and yes. used for the greater good. Like even when one of them was piloting one of the old Sentinels, right? One of the one Sentinels. And then there was even that Sentinel that um was reprogrammed and working with the... You know, yes, that's what I'm referring to. Uh, that's right. the latest, like in Red. In X-Men Red, well, it was yeah. Trinary, I think? Trinary yeah. had, was, was able to communicate with these robots, speak its code, yes. and convinced it to help. Or which, even just like um, Danger. Right. Sentient um, Danger Room program. <laughs> and some Star Trek shit. <laughs> something we'll touch on a little later, uh, but you know, I, I assume that that's kind of the same olive branch that was extended when Mr. Sinister was asked to join... Yes. After what we see here in the events of House of X, because the X Men will bring in former villains into their rankings just because they're also mutants and they really right. can't. Well, they can, but everybody gets a bit a second chance. Exactly, and second chances is something that's always thrown out there because at some point they're still fighting for their existence. They they got to unite as one people. Exactly, and a lot of X Men started off as rogues, no mm-hmm. pun intended, like rogues. <laughs> Um, Gambit was on the outskirts. Even you could say Wolverine too. Of course. Like um, even Mystique for a time period was an X Men juggernaut, which we talked about. Yeah. Sabretooth. Sabretooth. They, they've all had their chance in, in the in the team. Yes. And, but uh, another writer will come along and you know decide they need to keep those villains. Yeah, they need to be villains. Some villains should just stay villains. So does I mean I mean sure, but does that does that speak to people never really change or? You know, is that more of a decision? You know that. Uh... I think it's mostly circumstances. Okay. And what they, what's their end goal for them or the mutant population? So, and how could we forget Magneto? He was a headmaster. He was running the school, also. Absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. Magneto again. You see merit in what he does, even if he goes about it in a destructive way. Exactly. But then realizing that that same person lived through the Holocaust. Exactly, and that's one of the best analogies too, or metaphors. It's like. I seen what they do to humans. Right. Their own brothers and sisters. God knows what they're gonna do to somebody that's a god to them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Into that in that regard. So, yeah. Right. So jumping back into House of X, uh, we see Krakoa, who you said was first uh, in the giant size X Men. That no was more. when Charles went and got a new team of X Men. Well, we didn't find out till. Yeah. Oh no. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You're jumping through time, yeah, which is perfect time. for the subject material. Exactly. But, you know it's. <laughs> But he, yes. Yeah. Put together through another team. And, and I guess going with that, Charles Xavier, man. Like, Charles. He uh, seems to have these good intentions. He yes. seems to be very soft spoken. He's the yes. one you can trust. But he lies to his team. He lies yeah. to his students more often than not. He's like the cool foster parent. Or like the old dude that brought <laughs> in all these at risk kids. Like, 
live with me in a mansion, I'm put you through school, we on field right, trips. Right. But at the same time I'm not gonna tell you that I killed your brother. Because right. I recruited him first. <laughs> or or that <laughs> I, I, I ate my sister or psychically absorbed my si- twin sister in the womb because exactly. that's never gonna come back and bite us in the ass. Exactly. Or I had a son that I don't really Right, <laughs> he, he's too know. fucked up and you guys don't need to know about that. But let me probe your mind <laughs> and get everything I know about that. Yeah. <laughs> so he's the one running this new uh, team of X-Men. And this is more or less the man called X who we yes. saw uh, established in Astonishing X-Men. Yes. And with that, uh, Professor X had spent so much time in the astral plane with the uh, Shadow, Shadow King. King. Shadow yeah. King, exactly. And he transferred his consciousness into Phantom X. Yes. Phantom X who was, you know, either... On the team or Weapon 13. But he went evil for a while and he had to absolve himself of that somehow. And that's a whole subject in itself because his whole (laughs) background, origin, the Weapon Plus program Mm -hmm. and the three brains and one's a spaceship. Yeah. It it, it, it gets ridiculous. It does. So this man called X, he is birthing or rebirthing or even just healing these mutants in these new pods. Because as we saw at the end of Rosenberg's run, a lot of those characters were dead. Exactly. So we don't know if this is time travel with what he's doing with the seeds and the portals he's creating. We don't know exactly what the plan is here. We're meant to believe this is the dream realized. This is exactly what he was fighting for. And the fact that Magneto's on board and they're working together... Shows there had to have been some sort of deal struck. It had to hit a middle ground. Yes, there had to, there had to be something that both of them um, agreed upon to get them in this position where he was like, all right, after all these years, even after me <laughs> crippling you again, again. I was disguised as Zorn, but it wasn't really <laughs> me. That was some other, oh man, Morrison-ish. Morrison stuff, you know, and... and <laughs> there, there is a plan here. They're, they're giving something again to gain the respect that they feel they've earned. Yes. Let's talk about the seeds for a second. Okay. So there's, there's three seeds that could call flowers. For humans. For humans. Uh, one gives them five extra years of life. Mm-hmm. Another heals any mental or it, it's, it, any it, disease that affects the a, brain. Anything affecting the brain. And then the third one was... The antibiotic. The it's, antibiotic. it's a super drug. And super so... Drug. No pimples, no, no pimples losing of memory, and you got five yeah. extra years. That herpes, gone. <laughs> Condom industry, plummets. Never affected Wolverine. I never heard it once. Never heard it once. <laughs> I mean, unless, it's one of those things, unless your healing factor kicks in, you know, yeah. after you have it. Yeah. In which case, those are constant herpes. Like Deadpool. This cancer <laughs> I thought you meant like herpes. No. <laughs> which he might have. Like, we don't know. We, we don't can't know. know. That's for the angels. Down around, he was married to a demon for a long That's time. That's right, Shakala. Yeah, that was all. So we've got those three seeds, and then we've got three known mutant seeds. Yes. The one that produces it's a habitat. It uh, produces a self self sustaining habitat, which uh, is interconnected into the consciousness of Krakoa. Yes. So Krakoa is at the core of all yes. of this, because then there's the the no place seed, which is separate from Krakoa. Yes. It's a tumor, basically. It's off the grid. It's like a black site, which I think might be where. The time travel aspect maybe coming Right, through. right, right. And then we've got the, the third one, which is the gateways. Yes. And that is a quick escape to a twin seed, which is planted on Krakoa. Yes. So you can see why the government would be as... Um, In, invested, invested in figuring out what's actually going on. And one thing, too, also about these gateway seeds, only mutants can travel through it. But a human can travel with the mutant if... Krakoa okays it. Exactly. And that's one of those things where the permission needs to be given instead of yes. 
time and time again, we've seen that you just it's can't, taken. You just can't walk through my portal any uh, any time of the day all willy-nilly. Right. Ask permission first. <laughs> and this startles some of the people we see in the comics. Some yes. ambassadors come to talk to Charles Xavier. Some of them have been told, if he makes a deal, you accept it. Others yes. are a little more uh, wary of uh, what's going on here. That's true. I mean, how many mutant Omega-level threats have we seen throughout the years? Um, One, like, at least three every... Every week? I, I'm about to say every week. Like, <laughs> now, at least every three years is one. There's right. One every, like, three or four or five years is always the mutant crossover. That's right. That's right. Um, I don't know if we want to count Axis, but I could, I could count Axis. I mean, see this how House it was, of, Charles Brain. Yeah. Charles Brain and, and Onslaught we've seen as a, as a character, you know, when that yes. evil side does. The Red does. Skull that's and right. all that. That's right. Oh, man. So, so what was it? Skull Slot? Uh, it was it was Red Onslaught. Red Onslaught. Red yes. Onslaught. And then you had that. That was the inversion, which was such inversion. a better side of Victor Creed to see. Yes, it like in, that whole inversion access was cool on paper, right? But not in the, the actual execution. <laughs> execution of the comic, because yeah, but it get, did give us superior Iron Man, which get, also gave us my favorite Iron Man suit. It was very the, the yeah. nanobots. The nanobots, the liquid that was that was that fantastic. Was that was dope. So, looking into the characters we see featured in this uh, premiere comic, there's Jean Grey, but she's under the guise of uh, Marvel, Marvel Girl. Girl again, which well, we haven't be seen like, in years. Yeah, shouldn't it be like Marvel Woman now? You know, I mean, or just Marvel? Just Marvel. I mean, I want to see her in. Um, I was about to say Carol Danvers be about that, like the Marvel name. But sure, but yeah. the, the the current Miss Marvel being Kamala Khan. Oh yeah, so don't, she don't care about being. Miss Marvel, <laughs> she's an Inhuman. Yes, there's a difference. That's a whole other episode. That's, like, we'll that's get a to. story there, like the Marvels. So we see Jean, and she's leading these kids. And then uh, as they're passing through the gate, we see uh, Cypher, yes. who when last we saw was in that hunt for Wolverine, and he was a junkie. Oh, he was. He had found the internet when, when his, his power set was established. Historically, yeah. the internet it wasn't, wasn't a thing. It wasn't a thing. And now you understand someone who deciphers and speaks all types of language and code. So that means he speaks Bazeros 1. He speaks it all. So does he speak meme, too? <laughs> <laughs> he is the meme lord we need. Yeah, exactly. Like that'd be nuts. Like you know when one of those like just a random one pops up and starts out of nowhere, you're like Cypher. Yeah, Cypher. It's Doug. <laughs> and he was dead for a while too. Then yeah. he came back in a little uh the one event with the vampires on Utopia. That's right, that's right. And death and rebirth yeah. are another constant theme throughout X Men history. Oh yes. If you're not an X Men until you die. Exactly, which they, they mention time again, you know, we always die but we always come back. And that's one running gas too is like sometimes I heard you dead. Yeah, we heard that before. <laughs> yeah, like, walked it, it off. Yeah, it's the X Men. <laughs> I'm an X Men is what we do. So uh, <laughs> another one of the names that pops up going in with the death and rebirth is Banshee, Sean Cassidy. Yes. Who what had had that death seat inside of him was yes. basically a walking zombie. Yes. But got brought back in the stunts and X Men as well. As we see, this man called X, who we're supposed to believe is Charles Xavier, is healing and rebirthing him. Yes. Do you think he's doing that for all of them? Um, right now, if I'm, a, if I'm guessing, man, yes, because the more mutants, the better. Absolutely. And that's the thing too. And once you go through the process, everything, every every process, you get a new trial and error, so you get to work out the kinks. Right. 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 So. You figure it out, you can perfect it, and yeah. Exactly. And they're being involved in it, gonna have some guinea pigs. Exactly. There's always gonna be guinea pigs, even in Rosenberg's run when they're working with Dark Beasts. And once again, Maddox, he, Jamie is always the guinea he pig. He gets the short end of the stick every time. He is a, Age of a classic character. Hey, folks, we're actually closed. Oh, right on. Yeah, sorry about that. <laughs> Would you lock that door? <laughs> it's like. <laughs> We need to put a tarp over the building when we start recording these things. 
Oh, yeah, I just noticed that there's no blinds. Yeah, yeah. nothing. <laughs> nothing at all. So, um, Cypher seems to be fused with Warlock again. Yes. He's got Doug the arm, the yeah. Douglock, exactly, and he's happy. It's another thing, the, the, another big factor of this book. A lot of these characters are happy. Yes, joyfully. So, like Wolverine tossing exactly. little kids up in the air. Like, I, I just took it like, oh, he actually can be happy because they have a place. I wasn't thinking, like, no, there's got to be something wrong with him. No! Because Wolverine no was the guy that was like, no, these kids need to be able to be kids, not Soldier Scott, so we don't have a schism. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm right, like, yeah. Wolverine, but you're the killer, dude. Yeah, but that's the thing. And then He's seen like, it firsthand. Yes. He knows, he knows what happens too. when you turn these people and into weapons. That's one dynamic I never thought I was going to see shift. Like, oh my wait. God. Scott's like, fight. Wolverine's like, no. It's about the kids. Cyclops is like, no, they, they warriors now. They have no choice because they ain't going to defend themselves now right. or die not knowing how to. And it's like, and reading X-Men for all these years, it was a uh, gradual progression that made sense, even though I was still kind of like, Wolverine and X Men, Wolverine Lee and the calling the Jean Grey school, right, throwing in Scott's right. face, and you know that moment's like, <laughs> yeah, Jean see right now, Scott. Then you know that's all you gotta say. It's right. always that moment, like who's gonna bring up Jean first? Yeah, she was such a uh, <laughs> a prop for a lot of these arguments. Yes. And you understand a bit why Emma Frost hates her the way she yes. does because no one, no one really acknowledges her level of uh, telepathy and telekinesis. And then Hitman came and shit on Emma's like, nope. exactly. <laughs> Well, you th- even though you were never on Gene's level, but you're not even close to being Omega. Even as Charles, like we're mm-hmm. not going to listen to you right now. Well, we ain't going to cuss by anything like that. And with Hickman, we see redefinitions of characters. Yes. With his Fantastic Four run, we got the Council of Reeds. That was dope. That was fantastic. Which you know, all the Dooms lobotomized the same Doom. Exactly. You know, uh, we, there, there's even <laughs> echoes of that in. in pop culture like uh, Rick and Morty that's where we yeah. got the Council of Ricks Rick, from yeah, exactly. it was from the Council of Reeds yeah. it, it was all Hickman's doing in yeah. a sense but uh, his, his Fantastic Four work his work leading up to Secret Wars and his work on Infinity yes. and the Avengers yes. just blowing away almost, not to mention he was the reason why we almost got no more mutants the second part with the te- Terra Genis. that's right that's right because he let Black Bolt he had Black Bolt let off that bomb that's right around the that's world. right but, then, but I don't think he wrote the whole Planet... No. Well, not Planet X, but that whole... IVX? IVX, yeah. IVX, I, I don't know if he had his hands in or not. Yeah. That's something I'm going to have to go back and research. But, that could have um, just been a byproduct of that aftermath. Like, right. you know what? We don't like the fat Fox as the X-Men, so we're yeah. going to do this, bring up the Inhumans, <laughs> and guess what? Nobody really cares about Inhumans, even though I like the Inhumans. Right. I'm a Black Bolt's one of my favorite superheroes. Power, he, he, mostly because of the power set alone. Like, that's dope. And anybody... I think that could take Superman in a fight is always going to be a favorite of mine, but that's neither here nor there. <laughs> Different universe. Thor, we'll yeah, we'll do crossover stuff later. Um, <laughs> but not to mention even his his East of West stuff through Image. Hickman likes to tell a long-form story. Word. Which, you know, if you do it correctly, is worth it. Yes. It, it, it's like, uh, you can have everything wrapped up in six issues if you want it rushed and you, yes. you're missing nuances. Yes. Hickman doesn't miss those. He doesn't miss a beat. He goes through, and even at the times where you're getting angry at the story, yes. you're still thankful it for the story. It all pays off in the end. Absolutely. Like drawing out the T'Challa Namor stuff just for oh, T'Challa man. to stab him with the ancient blade and yeah. Black was like, no. <laughs> 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 he falls down like, no. You sleep... <laughs> you make your bed with the cabal, you sleep with the cabal. Exactly, exactly. And, that was and he couldn't be mad either. He was like, 
So we see different sections of the Krakoa Island split up. There's arenas, there's House of M, House of X, different sub areas for everyone to live. And even Gene says you're supposed, you know, younger mutants usually live over here, but there's no rules because it's utopia. You live wherever you want. One bit chicken cheese, man. But, but, you know, (laughs) aside from that is there's always a group planning for when it all goes fuck up. Exactly. And, you know. You always got to have a plan B. They've got the, uh. The folks in outer space, they are the Orcus Protocol. Orcus which is also composited of various fractions of different types of right. groups and organizations. You've got in Shield the in there, you've got Aim Shield, in there, you've got Hammer, Hydra, Hammer, um, Sword, Strike. It's all in there. Alpha Flight. It's one of those things where it's almost the Bruce Banner conundrum, right? Yes. Where he's not doing anything wrong. But everyone seems to be waiting. Yeah. Like, on bated breath for when he does fuck up. Like, that's you know when. the Hulk's coming. Let's have another right. Illuminati meeting. No one ever <laughs> believes that there's that, even though forgiveness and, you know, all that, and, and uh, what was evil will, here. And they're going to say, hell no, nah, I ain't going Exactly. <laughs> someone is always ready, whether... Like, look, every time he come back, it's a problem. That's right. I'm not trying to fight, bro. <laughs> Everyone's just like, do what you're going to do. I'll deal with it later. And Charles just had to be like... Well, if I was there, I would have been like, right, just right, right, him, right. Bro. But Charles is always doing that, and it seems like this this man going back to man called X, he is that Charles without the lies. Look at the arrogance of the walk too, just out the right, right on the cover the of portal, it. He's, like, he's just walking sashay. out like he is the most attractive, successful Swedish model we've stink. ever seen. For real, his shit don't stink. <laughs> yeah, well, they're and on you Utopia. Got, it's and a better you got it, behind them too. It's a better diet, yeah. so you know it just processes. <laughs> it right. Stink. That's right. Your shit doesn't stink. Right? Yeah, no that's fertilizer. It just goes right back down. <laughs> so we've got the Orgus Protocol, and and uh, uh, what we see there in the big reveal of this one with them is they've got a giant Sentinel head. Yes, that is powering everything, creating these newer versions of Sentinels that seem very human-like. And my theory, the anime fan in me thinks it's gonna form one giant space size sentinel from different. You just wanna see sentinel parts come from different parts of space. Mm-hmm. Of the arm going, it's gonna form like Voltron. <laughs> it's gonna be a Voltron sentinel. Yeah, it's gonna be a Voltron sentinel that's gonna either destroy the Earth right. or wherever planet the mutants at is gonna be. That's it's, the it's gone, just yes. gone. <laughs> like we prepare, we prepare for a, a mutant planet, a planet X. Yeah, it, it, they're, <laughs> they're they're planning it. What we'll touch on in uh, the Powers of Ten, number one, is the future where all of these decisions that we're seeing made here, what they come to fruition yes. to be. Now we've got Mystique, Toad, and Sabretooth. Yes, those are classic villains. We yes, can, we, classic you know, villains. But and in their classic costumes too, because Sabretooth's been he hasn't gone back to being all right, or has he? Because when in the at one point, he his inversion. The World Realms miniseries. Mm-hmm. He seemed like he was back to old school villain in Sabretooth. Like. Right, but that can be chalked up to a writer deciding he's That's going back. Too. You know, there's a lot of uh, groundwork made in these you know books for just someone else to come along, wipe the table, yeah. and start over. But I do like inverted Sabretooth. Like he was good. It, 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 it was the he was a good bad guy. It was what we needed in the wake of the death of Wolverine. Wolverine. We needed a Wolverine type exactly, and he just was the like closest when, one. Um, ben is came and did the new Avengers like there's certain types of people we, we need you need a Thor type you need a Wolverine type yeah absolutely like, well, how about we get both and they got um, well it's the classic party members in any areas. in any campaign yes. you know you need a, a healer you need a, a tank you need yeah. a rogue you need a scout exactly you need someone to lead the team need the parts absolutely without the parts you're running that Ferrari, Ferrari with all those dents yes but with a cassette player <laughs> or when you have nobody to know how to drive the Ferrari you get 
door in a pool. Right. <laughs> in a pool in a cave. And they come in going, this is an automatic. Learn how to drive stick. Folks, exactly. if you can just take one thing away from this, learn how to drive a stick. Teach yourself a lesson. Be good. <laughs> so we've got Mystique, Toad, and Sabretooth. They're on a mission. A mission for X, as it turns out. Yes. And Was it for X or was it for Magneto? That's they're they're interchangeable at this point because they are working together. We and see yes. Charles coming afterwards to uh, procure what they and that was out. a weird scene too because mm-hmm. what was that in um, Powers of Ten? Oh, no, no, that was the end of when this they one. gave him the the drive. That's right, and it kind of looked like it floated to Charles. Exactly. Or I couldn't tell if that was being thrown. To no, Charles, he like, he's got more control over stuff than we understand. Yeah. So is the uh, portable cerebral also giving him added abilities? You know, it's one of those things Hickman will let us in on when yeah, he's deciding like, to sign. Like, like, pay attention to every panel. Now he's just sitting here overanalyzing <laughs> it, like, like, hmm. Yeah, and going into the, the research for this episode, yeah. man, I, I'm looking at background characters. I'm like, well, that guy's face is messed up. What's he thinking? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but they're on this mission, and the Fantastic Four intervene. Whew. That was quite that the scene. That was lovely. And because... I always loved it. The interconnectedness of the Marvel Universe mm-hmm. and just how they are connected. It goes back to Onslaught. Even when Jean Grey's body was found or the Phoenix was found, right, it was found right, right. They were, she was found in a Fantastic Four comic book. Yeah, of course. I think it was an annual, actually, too. Not even like part of the main series. It's one of those things where you've got a sandbox full of characters, characters yeah. and you're able to take them and put them in different situations and have them interact. Yes. It's a wonderful thing if you can do it right. Exactly. But... The the reason I, I, I really believe they're working with them, aside from that panel where you see them hand over the drive, yeah. they had the Krakoa seeds. That's true, too. So do we need a gateway? Planted the seed. Boom. They got out of there, except for Sabretooth. Except for Sabretooth. He's cornered by the Fantastic Four. Uh, Invisible Woman's got him in a box. And who should come through the portal? The boy. The poster boy for Mutant Kind. Scott Summers was right. He was, Scott He's Summers was red. right. That's oh, my secret, man. Logan. <laughs> no, he no, comes through, and it is all hugs and high fives and how you doing? Congrats up, on the bro? marriage. Fist bumping, right? Mazel tovs. with him. Everyone's just Shaking so hand, happy to be babies. around. And then <laughs> that line in the sand is drawn so quickly. Yes, it, it, it drops so fast that the Fantastic Four don't even realize it until. They take a beat and go. You want to take Sabretooth with yes. you? We'll take care of this. Sabretooth was out there. Well, Sabretooth, Mystique, and Toad was robbing um, damage control that had um, technology from Reed and right. Tony Stark because they had like this science bro pack. If somebody went missing, all their technology would go to them. Right, right. So right. it was one time and point where both of them were MIA. Um, Tony Stark was in a coma again and. The Fantastic Four were believed mm-hmm. to be dead. This was during like right. the Civil they were, they were, they were gone. Another, yeah, yeah, they were gone. So that was just sitting around. Exactly. And let, let's talk for a second about damage control. They, they are the cleanup crew for these superhero situations. Yes. They are potentially one of the most dangerous organizations out there. That's true. Because if you're familiar with um, the Spider-Man movies or the MCU movies, that's yeah, what Homecoming, group, right? Yeah, Homecoming. That's, that's right. what the Vulture was work or. Were they working? Yeah, for yeah, yeah. They, they, they were damage control. No, right? no, they were cleaning up before damage control, control got came there. In. Yeah, and the movies were created by Tony Stark. That's right. So basically, if you ever thought about who cleans up after all these right catastrophes and, in the superhero community, what and the goodies Marvel universe, do you run across when you do yes, that? You lots know? of stuff. Lots of stuff. They they they've got um, the the Maker's uh, Forge, not Maker's Forge. That's uh, it's from the Darksiders. That's what I've been playing lately. <laughs> um, but they've got all these tools. They've got Tony Stark armor. They they have been collecting because. That's what they do. Yes. At what point do you take a company or a group like that 
and have them realize we actually hold more cards than we thought we did. There's got to be some oversight to that. And maybe right. that's the thing, too. Whoever they're working for is the one that really <coughs> has to pull. Because for all we know, now we're talking about it, that might come back up later, too. Exactly. It's one the ultimate sh- nullifier away. On damage control? Because they got a part mm-hmm. in Orcus. But shield has fallen. That's true, Which too. means these are X-shields that we see in the Orcus protocol. Yes. They were, you know, they, they had their orders, they were working towards that. But now that they are free agents, basically, who yeah. have the training and the knowledge of S.H.I.E.L.D., that's also danger that you put out in the world. And it's not, it's danger that doesn't realize itself as a danger. They think they're doing what's best. Yes. So, yeah. you got the Fantastic Four there. Scott says we're taking him back with us. Yes, he's a mutant. We deal with mutant things. Right, right, right. On our own land. And uh, what's their response to that? Reed wasn't having it. Reed was like, no, bro. He stole my stuff. He's stealing Tony's stuff. It's yeah. more than just a mutant thing. He's broke laws. He needs to answer for them. And Cyclops, well, all right, well, that's fine and Danny. But like I said, like we're a sovereign nation. We deal with our own issues. We deal with our own people. Yeah. So it's kind of like if Sabretooth was left Virian and they try to arrest him and here comes Doom out of nowhere. Or right, Doom right, by, right. Like, no, we take him back to Laveria. What you gonna do about it, bro? Well, and it's something that you and I have talked about. <laughs> yes. You know, they... They want to intervene when it's convenient for them, but yes. when has anyone else from that superhero community intervened on any other mutant level? Uh, so a lot of the responses, basically from the superhero community and other, I guess you could say, law enforcement agencies, would be like, "Well, it's a mutant issue, and that's kind of like your thing, so we just let y'all right. handle you." But then when we want to handle us ourselves, when it comes to the lawbreakers and staying alive and being our own sovereign nation, that's when you want to step in and tell us, exactly. no, sir, that's a no-go. But when something affects us dramatically, like the genocide of Genosa by the giant rose sentinel, there was nobody there to help us. We had to pick up those dead bodies ourselves well, and, and rebuild. And we, we, we see that when the Fantastic Four try to stop, thought, stop, stop Scott from doing what he's going to do, and they say, what are you thinking? And he says, my family has spent our whole lives being hunted and hated. The world told me I was less when I knew I was more. Did you honestly think we were just going to sit around and forever, forever and just take it? And the response is, of course not, but. And it's that but that yeah, speaks so but. much, you know. No one expects them to sit there and be pushed around. But at the same time, they do. It goes back to the bully yes. that we talk about and the kid who's getting bullied, you know. At one point. He's supposed to be better for it. He's held to a different standard yes. than the person who's persecuting him. Exactly. And it, a human being can only take so much. Right, exactly. Because something's going to break. So we, we, we go back into where the senators, are, uh, the the representatives from each nation are talking to Magneto and uh, two of the, the cuckoos. Yeah, and, uh, different cuckoos. They're showing them the, uh, the different portals around Krakoa. Magneto is explaining they have their own language because that's how you establish this it's stuff. A, a culture. Exactly. Yes. Every so. culture has their own dialect, their own sense of style, their purpose. Exactly. Their mythologies. And then Esme shows that, you know, they she's actually been listening in on their thoughts. And yes. how do they respond to that, Kelsey? They didn't like it at all. No, they did not. No, they did not. <laughs> like, how dare you? Like, motherfucker, how you dare you bring a gun? <laughs> <laughs> well, then there, there's, there's like two of them, I want to say, who've got this like almost impressed smile. Like, yeah, well, you know, I have psychic training to block this, yeah. but that was pretty impressive. Yeah, like, we're not, we're more than a mere psychic. But like you said, someone brings a gun. Yes. 
Yes. And it goes back to Orcus Protocol, where we see them preemptively planning. And he said the gun was for his own protection. You know? He wasn't going to use it. It was for his protection. To which Magneto says, of course, that's how it always starts. Exactly. And once again, why are you bringing a metal weapon around Magneto? Did you not know he was going to be around Magneto? Mm-hmm. Like, come on now. We got to be smarter than that, people. And like, Magneto, who historically <laughs> would have killed someone for that. Yes. Doesn't. He doesn't. He says, like, go back and tell him what happened here. He just snatches, takes it apart. This is not a negotiation. Like, <laughs> we, we are we, super powered, and this is what we're, we're going doing to this. do. It's crazy. And the guy's like, well, do you know what you sound like? And Magneto's got this smile on his face, and he's yes. just like, I do. Yes. And it feels great. It feels good. Like, I can't wait to say it. <laughs> <laughs> so we end with him looking out on the city, and he's... He's just helping them. You know, he's not helping them. He, he's explaining they are going to help them. That this is how things are going to be. There is no it might be. Yes. There is no negotiation. And he leaves them with one sentence. What's that sentence, Kelsey? Actually, I don't know what the sentence is. He says, <laughs> you have new gods now. You have new gods now. And but, they do because with the plants, the seeds from Kokoa, that is their bartering chip to humanity. Like, we will give you these seeds. If you just allow us to be who we are and live freely amongst ourselves and let us deal with our own issues in the mutant community right here. <laughs> um, let us be. Let, let us be. Because we're going to be everybody eventually. This it, is kind of hell. It's the future. It's the way it's all going towards. So we can't fight tomorrow. Right. And, and even though that could be a threatening sentence, you have new gods now. Yeah. And this isn't a negotiation. And this is the way it is now. No no ifs, ands, or buts. It's still hopeful in a weird yes. way. Yes. We've seen the X-Men throughout history trying to take their place. Yes. We've seen them try to do good and always be shut down. We've even seen a lot of iterations of Utopia to different degrees. That's true, too. Genosha. Genosha. Which ended horribly and is always thrown back in Magneto's in face. face. Yes. We have Utopia, which was during Norman uh, Osborn's Dark Reign. Yeah. And that didn't the work head out. Hammer. Yep. The most recent one we have is Rosenberg's run of X- uh, Uncanny led into Age of X-Men, which was a world where everyone was a mutant. It wasn't like House of M where if you weren't a mutant, yeah, you it were, was bad. Yeah. Everyone was a mutant. That's true, too. Because that's the thing, too. Like, um... Like we were talking about in Uncanny Avengers with the Planet X arc, that was a future where the whole planet was majority mutants. But if you were human, you were outcast, or, right. you, were, or you were hunted. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so let's touch on some alternate uh, utopias. One I know we were talking about before is House of M. House of M, yes. When the Scarlet Witch created an alternate universe where, where Magneto was the, basically the monarch of mutant kind. And mutants dominated the earth. And there, there were was, still humans. There were still right? humans, but the vast majority of the population of the world were mutants. Right. We still had humans. We still had uh, inhumans. We had superheroes. Yes. But if you w- weren't of that uh, mutant yeah, X gene, you was kind of looked at as second class citizen. Right. So that 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 kind of harkens back to what I was saying about uh, these utopias are great for one type of people. Yeah, one type. <laughs> and uh, you even get characters in the House of M story like Spider Man, who lies. And says that his was a he he bloomed later in life, yes. and his powers weren't from a spider bite. His powers were because his mutant yeah. X gene activated at that point. Life, wish he could get away from because right. mutants are mutants. Every mutant's different. So, hey. <laughs> exactly, and the, you know, 
Because I don't know if they answered that in the comic book. Didn't nobody, like, DNA test them? No. They just took... That's the one thing, too, like, we were talking <laughs> about as well. Like, how do the humans know that the superheroes they love, like Spider-Man or Fantastic Four or Captain America... Well, I guess Captain America's on record, but other heroes aren't mutants. They're just lying right, saying they're right. mutants. Well, and, uh, you know, it, it, they, they have to go off faith, I suppose. Like, coming out of the mutant <laughs> closet. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that was Geo. You haven't heard him all uh, podcast, but he is still here with us. He's our silent watcher, like Watu. <laughs> he only speaks when he has to say. <laughs> but like, they, I promise never to interfere, but, but l- let, let me, me interfere <laughs> again. <laughs> Watu is the best of the Mar- the Marvel hypocrites, right. but in the best way. He's a good hypocrite, you know. <laughs> um, I made a vow. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, we see Spider-Man lying about being a mutant in this perfect world for mutants. And even his father-in-law, who was captain of the New York Police Department, which is now mutant run, having to be treated like a second-hand citizen. It's uh, they don't they don't, they don't, they don't treat Stacey. him well until they realize who he is who he has who he has a relationship to. Yes. Um, and that's crazy to because when people are treated as secondhand citizens, unless they have some sort of power or influence, it really shows the true color of the system. Yes. It's like uh, a person of color being stopped or, or followed in you know and, and, and interrogated by an officer exactly. until they realize. They're an they're influencer. A, yeah, they're, they're a celebrity. They're a celebrity. Yes, I was just listening to something about that too. It's like, oh no, it was the boys actually. It was the boys, boys with A Train. A Train is there. He's on crutches. <laughs> uh, if you're familiar with the show or the comic, A Train is their speedster. And he's black. He's black. He's he's in a store and he's on crutches, and the security officer, security guard, is just following him around eyeing him, and he's like, "Do you even know who I am?" Like, it don't matter. What you up to? <laughs> I'm A Train. Like, whatever. No, you're not. And the security guard doesn't believe him until he starts seeing kids record the interaction. And he's like, oh, well, let me, Absolutely. I mean, it was a mistake. Like, nah, bro. I had a friend uh, the other day who I was talking to. Um, I'm just, we'll, we'll, we'll call her Jane because I don't know if she's uh, okay with her name being used on this. But uh, she was going through and trying to return some items that she had. And she's a person of color. She was getting all this crap from the lady yeah. who didn't believe her. I need the receipt and all this. Well, I, yeah. you know, it's just I was here the other day until she saw the military ID. And then no questions asked. Yes. Nothing like that. Just put her through, big smile on her face, asked yeah. if she had any weekend plans. It was a total 180. I know that some other people uh, have some experience with that, whether they choose to speak up or not. You know, it, it's um, it's out there. It's a very real yeah. situation. It's, it's, it happens it, to me all the time. And as soon as I pull out that military ID, people's attitudes just change right away. So what is that like seeing that light switch go off and on? Like, you know? I mean, it, I couldn't even really explain it. You know, it just, it, it has to happen to you for you to actually understand how people look down on you. you it, know, just, totally. Yeah, it's, it's one of those things too, like, you serve in this country, you're fighting these wars, and you come back as a person of color, and then you get treated as such. Like, right. Like, I just went over here p- potentially to die for you, now you're going to come over here and tell me to stand for the flag. Absolutely. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And, and uh, not to get too political, but we've seen people who have fought in Afghanistan and, you know, have decided to put their life on the line for this country. And, you know, we, 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 we thank everyone who served. Yes. What's crazy is these people, they come back and we've seen them deported. We've seen them yes. on the streets. We've seen these people. And, and, and as soon as their, their, their usefulness, quote unquote, is, is done. It's done. They're no longer considered. Tossed to the side. Uh, 
it's ridiculous. We uh, to, to to draw the parallel to um, the X Men to the mutants. We've seen throughout the history them stop crazy world ending events. Yes, we've seen them help people in need. At least once a year. At least the, once a year. The world, the multiverse, you name it. But that doesn't matter. Yeah. Because they're still different. Yeah. It's, it's not unless they're seen with these normal super powered people yes. that they're accepted. When it's just the X Men as a whole, it's crazy and. Wow. Total social yes. outcast. You know, during Rosenberg's run, what was crazy, and, and a lot of people had issues with it, and we'll touch on that in a, in a later episode, but one of the things that was crazy was with mo- the majority of the X-Men gone, uh, no one stepped up to defend the mutants. Nobody. They had to defend themselves. They were being wiped out. People realized now is the time to strike yes. to get rid of all of them. And nobody's coming up like, no, they're humans too. Exactly. They're people. Right. They have lives. That matter, you know, and uh, mutant lives matter. Mutant lives matter, right? You know, and you take that exactly what it sounds like, as you know what we're talking right. about. Black lives matter, everyone. They, I'm gonna say they it. They do. They really do. But <laughs> you know, you 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 can't <laughs> you can't really exist without the mutants in the Marvel universe. Yeah. You can't exist without the diversity we have in this world. People don't want to see it. It's uh, it's like we talked about before with any utopia, classism. Yeah. Classism. Yeah. It can be a perfect world. And someone's still going to want to be on top. Exactly. It's how it happens. And I think now that we bring it up, because that was like most of the Uncanny Avengers book was about... Yes, the diversity. The division, uh, the Unity Squad, as Captain America called it, with mutants and Avengers working together side by side after Axis and Aversion to show that we need to be working together. And mm-hmm. uh, Captain America feeling kind of shady for not stepping up. Yeah. And being more active of doing the right thing for everybody because mm-hmm. mutants are Americans too. Right, right. Like you're the captain of us too. <laughs> exactly. We are all like here as these people and yet we're still being discriminated against because yeah. we're different. Exactly. And it's always funny seeing the interaction between Scott and Cap when people call Cyclops the mutant Captain America. Right. Because like in the ultimate comic books, Cyclops came from the future and he was basically Captain America. Exactly, you know, but uh, <laughs> it's too radical of an idea, yeah. you know? What next? A female president? We can only hope. Yes. <laughs> like, a mutant Captain America? Nah, give me, give me the black guy. I'll take the black one. Right, give right, right. Give me the Falcon. Right. No, no, right. no, uh, no mutant. No mutant. I'll take the black one instead, yes, yeah. Yes, Which yes. is crazy. <laughs> but even in, even in that, Sam still got ish. For certain people for being right. in the comics. You, you have someone who was notor- notoriously, and we're, we're going way off X-Men here for yeah. a second, because this is this is just one of those crazy topics, especially with Marvel now putting Sam Wilson as Captain America, which a lot of us thought they were going to. It's yeah. comic I didn't accurate. think it was going to happen this quickly, though. No, we didn't think a lot of stuff was going to happen this quickly. Exactly. We're, we're, we're moving like, quicker no, and quicker. No way, we're he... getting a Blade movie. Yes, that's a whole nother... But Speaking Sam Wilson, on Black Lives Matter, <laughs> right? We'll, we'll we'll do a whole multi-part Blade, episode of that. There would not be no MCU because we right. can go back. Everyone's scared of how uh, people, <laughs> black people, showed up for Black Panther. Better, yeah, but yeah, wait till Blade comes out in theaters. You're gonna see some midnight oh, premieres. Wait, wait, wait. I'm gonna have to put a PSA. Please don't be out here with replica swords. No, 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 no. Come, don't give me any reason. <laughs> Don't give me oh any reason. You can dress like a Matrix character. Leave all the accessories. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yes. Trench coat's cool. Fane's cool. Don't bring the weapons. Don't yeah, bring, don't any, bring weapons. any weapons. Any props. No. Which is, is also crazy, you know, with people of color and weapons. Because the other day, Kelsey and I were doing a dry run for this uh, episode. 
We decide to go get tacos afterwards. Yeah, and right around the corner, there's there's some folks yelling at each other. Just one guy hit another guy. It was craziness. He followed him and immediately got out of the car, pulled a, uh, a golf nine club. Iron. It was a nine iron. He had it over his head. He was Casey ready to Jones go. Style. Totally Casey Jones style. Except Look, this was not Shredder. This was not a crump. It is no and okay, he's ready to he's ready to attack this guy. People are filming. People are watching. Yes. Nothing happened. Now, if uh, any of the three of us were out there brandishing a nine iron, yes, and one of the other um, people involved in this had a knife. He pulled out his he knife. He pulled out his pocket his knife seat. and was swiping. <laughs> and everyone's watching these people, both white. Yes, not to not to disparage the white people or to malign them or anything like that. Oh, it's one of those podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> right. This isn't for me. Mm. <laughs> no, this is a podcast for everyone, but we have opinions. Mm. And these opinions do not necessarily reflect Escape Velocity and their staff. It we just, just record here. It just so. reflects the reality that we live in. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And we're not going to shy away from those topics. Bro, I can't. Right? We live it. Yeah. We're all... Uh, everyday. Yeah. It's our everyday reality. It's DNA. <laughs> it's crazy. Like, I can't turn this off. I'm not one of the cool mutants. Like no. losses. I'm not a night crawler. I'm always dark. <laughs> you can't just go in there and take my favorite X-Men. <laughs> well. <laughs> you son of a bitch. <laughs> well, See, and this is how <laughs> brown on black violence gets started. Someone hey, comes in there and they start using Nightcrawler in their examples. <laughs> but it's crazy. You know, um... It, the last, the last uh, thing I'll talk about in, in the real world is we just had a shooting over at, um... In El Paso. Yeah, yeah. El Paso. Yeah. 19 dead. 19. The police and had... also in Dayton, Ohio. In Dayton, Ohio. And, and, and then one here over at The Social uh, this last weekend and yes. at Old Chicago. Yes. It's been crazy. It's more and more um, frequent and it gets worrisome. As a person of color walking around, you don't know when someone's going to lose it on you. Yes, and I know we were trying to get off the real world, but just really, real quick to piggyback on what we were talking about before being like being in the military and people of color... Um, some people want to believe that more guns would be the the solvent to this problem, but it's hard for the good guys to shoot the bad guys when you don't know who the bad guys are. Right? Because it was, uh, I believe, in Alabama, um, a African American soldier was in the area of a shooting, and he was going to um, to do the shooter, mm-hmm. but he ends up getting shot because he has his weapon out, and they don't know who's the shooter or who shooter is, right, but they saw right, a black right. guy with a gun. And automatically killed them, not knowing that he was a soldier in the army. That's crazy. So it's man. like one of those it's... things too. It's like who who's to say who's who? Right. Like if I wanted to come and save the day, and I happen to have good a gun luck, on Kelsey. Me, good luck. Like, <laughs> yeah. what's gonna stop somebody from shooting me just because? Like, oh, right. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, yeah. It's you. Yeah. It's me. Yeah. Like, but it's it's one of those things too. So this. You just need to think about, but, you know. But I, I guess going back to <laughs> God, what 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 a ray of light we just threw into this X Men yes. podcast, the hopeful episode. Because yes. next week we're talking about Powers of Ten, and that's the more of a downer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so get ready for what real world shit we're going to talk about then. Yes, and we, uh, even, and we not even touched about the Morlocks. Let's get into it. Like the Morlocks, we got a little bit of time left. The Morlocks live in the sewer, and Sinister thought they was genetic trash, so he basically had them wiped out. Are they in Utopia too now? Where we don't know. Callisto and all of them? Leech? No, so, that. okay, real quick. Alternate universe utopias, right? Yes. We talked about the one in the un- Ultimate Universe where uh, Kitty Pride right. was leading them, and they, yes. were, they were on a reservation. Yes. 
The American government gave them shit land. Like, nothing could grow there. Almost like other reservations. Exactly. In the middle of nowhere. They didn't want anything to do with it. Like, okay, you want your own utopia here? Have this. Right. Be be happy we gave you something. They couldn't grow land. They couldn't grow crap. But them being mutants that had abilities, they create their own seed, which grows wherever they wanted to grow. They start flourishing. They create their own electrical system. Yeah. They brought in water with Storm and Iceman doing their thing. Create their own ecosystem. Of course. And guess what the government wanted? They to shut it down. They wanted to come in and take their seed. Yeah, because if it's not <laughs> theirs and it's flourishing... They can't control it. Exactly. Yeah. And they were going to take that by force. So that seems to be one of the big problems we run into with Utopias. Yes. Uh, especially with X-Men who always wanted it. They want a better place. They, they want to sleep one night... No giant robots coming no in. No purifiers. No purifiers. No time travelers. Just Reavers, uh, here we go. You know, here, here's pounds, none of that. Um, Ahab. And this seems to be the most uh, viable option right now. Yes. Is, like Hickman is making it more of a reality than we ever thought. Exactly. But as we've seen with Age of Apocalypse. Yes. As we've seen with Utopia. Yes. With Genosha. Yes. Someone is always waiting to pull the rug out from underneath them. Just the little, the literal rug. Yeah, it's uh, it's crazy. I I, I would I want to believe that the mutants will one day of uh, you know ascend to their 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 proper and that's level. how it should be. Like every future in Marvel should be the mutants being the majority. Of course, logically speaking, unless something happens, but ah, mutants should end up inheriting Earth. That's that, just how you created it. Exactly. We, we even see in here, there's a timeline that they set up yes. where, had it not been for the events of Genosha, mutants would be the dominant species. Exactly. But because they went in there, because Genosha was destroyed, because the population was cut down, yes. they've got more time. Time to either make peace with these new gods, as Magneto calls themselves, yes. or to find a way to destroy them. Exactly. And they always do get more time. Yeah. With House of M... Or going back to, um, or even when they all disappeared for that time period with um, X-Men, with Age of X. You know what I'm saying? They get a little yeah. bit of time to kind of um, reset the game yeah. for themselves. And I mean, this seems like... It they're, always goes like up and down. Right. They're, they're, they're starting off on the, uh, I guess, what, what, what could be considered the right foot with giving these seeds off right out the gate. Yes. You know? We learn from our mistakes. Instead of, hey, you're going to come in here... And you're going to take this by force. Instead, a spoonful of sugar makes a mess and goes Exactly. Down. Here you go. <laughs> exactly. Here's, here's a gift. Here's what we're giving you. We're giving you five extra years. Yes. We're getting rid of all of any any brain disease you have. Exactly. And you can remember everything. And here's your antibiotic that's going to keep you healthy. Have sex wherever you want. And right. You're, 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 you're going to have a great time. We think magic got it from they're, they're <laughs> <laughs> It's how you stayed alive, baby. That's right. So they're, the they're, they're starting <laughs> off on the, on the right foot. And yet, there seems to be no right way to go about this because the the writing on the wall says the X-Men and the mutants will be persecuted again. Exactly. It's going to happen no matter what you do. If somebody doesn't like you or they think their race or their people are endangered by yours, it's only a matter of time before right. they strike. And, you know... <laughs> oh, and I forgot another one with the Terrigenists when they went... Oh, right, yeah. Newton, um, sterile, all mutants are sterile. Nobody could have mm-hmm. a mutant baby. Uh, yeah, well, they, it either made him sterile or it killed, it killed them. Killed them. Impops. Exactly. The, the mutants are always facing something after another, and they're always fighting for the next day. They say they're fighting for the future all the time, but that future mostly consists of uh, next week. Yes, like we might not even be here. Exactly. There's a 
fucking clown. <laughs> and, and I mean, how many people do you see in the real world just fighting for the next day? Exactly. It's craziness. Yes. There's so many, you know, uh, comparisons. And I guess that's one of the reasons I was always drawn to the X-Men is because they are the underdog. Yes. They are the, mini- they're the minority. They're the ones who were made to feel less than, even though they're, they they're part great. of everything yes. as well. It's it's crazy that we can have these fictional comparisons, and in the real world, we can't seem to learn from them. Exactly. They're great stories. But nobody wants to actually learn from them. Because exactly. I wonder if how many people may have felt a way about a race or a group of people and read maybe an X-Men comic book or seen a movie and be like, oh, maybe I shouldn't be like that. Right, maybe being a dick isn't worth yeah. it. Dang, wow. <laughs> or do they just watch it like we was talking about? Just watch it like, oh, that's fantasy. Exactly, right? Like, and, you know, it, 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 we, Kelsey and I talked about it the other day about how, you know, if, if you look back, just one of, uh, one of the most prominent uh, fictional characters in history, Jesus Christ, he said, um, you know, just don't be shitty. Yeah. Hey. Love that. And here we are. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, people, you, people love that book. Yeah. They love to take it out of context. The world's greatest comic book. It's uh, the first. Are you kidding me? There book. were dragons in the last chapter. Dude, <laughs> beasts. Oh man. Man, I mean, raining frogs. A whole shit. lot of Game of Thrones incest. Going oh on. yeah, like, it got, that's a whole nother cocoa. <laughs> like that's that Garden of Eden thing. That's a whole man. Yet so, yeah. here we are. are. It's you still know still reading. Still, still, you know, they didn't get it quite yet. <laughs> Thousands of years. <laughs> Here we are. I was gonna say the only difference between Jesus and Hercules is Jesus had a better publicist. Well, and uh, you know, <laughs> Jesus. I don't know. Jesus could also hold his wine. Hercules, yeah, Hercules got, couldn't. Like, he couldn't. That, that that guy. He he got fucking bears and <laughs> right. And that, Rome, man. We don't know if Jesus <laughs> fucked any bears. There's a whole lot of time missing right. from his childhood. You know, yeah. from uh, oh, yeah. from from 13 to 33. Who yeah, knows if he was out there just pounding going on. away. That's not for us to say. Where do you think he met Mary Madeline at? They had to meet up somewhere on the block. Like, I'm just saying. Yeah. (laughs) It was probably Tinder. (laughs) More he he used Tinder to start a fire. She was cold. She came over. She started talking. And he's like, let me clap those cheeks. Like, what? You say your mom was a virgin when she had you? Nah. (laughs) And, you know, that quickly turns into Charlie Day and it's always sunny on Santa's lap. (laughs) Did you fuck my mom? Uh, <laughs> what if Jesus was a mutant? What if we're the aliens? <laughs> anyway, um, well, we are. We definitely are. Right? <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. It, it's it's squid. It, it's it's octopi. Those <laughs> those things are not from here. They're smarter than us. The real science is going on under the sea. <laughs> oh, yeah, too, man. Because we're always thinking these UFOs are coming down. They might just be coming up, just like in. <laughs> Battleship. But oh my god! I knew I knew I didn't this. want to. I, I didn't right. want to. But it was like. <laughs> We don't know what's down there. We don't know what's up. Maybe they crashed. Like we just gonna stay in the water. They're still coming from the air. You know, like they're right here. It's just they're gonna resurface at some point. They know, know, but they see how we act. They're like, we ain't dealing with that. We got a hollowed out mountain over here with basically, I'm guessing, a stargate in there. Come on, come on. All this surface shit. They're just waiting for us to destroy ourselves. That's right. That's right. And then they don't come right out the water. Like, nope. Now we're here. (laughs) You know. When we're done, just wait. We, just wait. I, I, just wait I, I've talked to both of you about this, and uh, I'd like to ask it here while we're recording. Do either of you think the dinosaurs knew they were precursors to something else? No. No, of course not. No. no. Do you think that humanity in these X books ever thought they were going to be anything more than on top before the mutants came along? No. No. I couldn't. And neither do we in the real world. Exactly. We don't think well, that we're. We you know, think that we're we're it. Yeah. You know, we're like. 
like I hope we're not. We better not be it, man. Otherwise, the universe is fucked. Yeah, we better have <laughs> a next stage in evolution or something. We gotta evolve in something else. And this thing too, like evolution does happen on a smaller level. Absolutely. Like, for example, like there's a group of people that just live on these tiny islands, mm-hmm. and since mm-hmm. they live in the islands, they have to deal a lot of with being in the water. Right. Over these generations, they evolve a better lung capacity to hold their breath longer than exactly. the average person. So that can happen unless their bodies adapted and well, adaptation is evolution. Chile, like uh, yeah. one of the mountains in Chile, they're like at the highest uh, level, you know, elevation level. Yeah. And they've adapted. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. like regular people eating yeah. us. Like, we would die. in Colorado, yeah, yeah. We would need oxygen tanks <laughs> to get tired like, of our time there. And they're over there doing jumping jacks. Like, yeah. what's wrong with and you? Evolution is not a bad thing. Well, yeah, but I mean, with the Chilean, <laughs> with the Chilean people, it, it's the equivalent of me trying to go to the gym at any point, you know? Yeah. <laughs> I see these people, they're doing great, I get in there, I look at them, I get tired. Right. I haven't done just anything. By just by them. looking right. at them, I'm like, well, that feels like I earned a donut, yeah. and it's not. I earned two. I had to go and I had to put the shorts back on. For real. You know, it's crazy. Um, walking in and walking out definitely build up an appetite. So, <laughs> corralling, corralling this back to the X-Men and, the, and what, the, what we're talking about here, do you think this has a chance of working as a utopia? Yes, it does. You sound it, convincing. Oh, yeah, I'm not, I'm not convinced. Just because <laughs> I know human nature, I know these books, like, something's right. going to go awry. But instead of the... Humans acting first, I think the ex you know, whoever is Professor X, if it's really him or not, they're gonna do something that provokes them this time, I think. Yeah. They're gonna do something off the wall like, alright. So you think they're gonna act a little more proactively than reactionary yeah. as they have Because I mean if they just want to have their little sections here, there and there. Right, right. I don't see their I don't see a reason for them being messed with I don't see the reason for the government or anybody else coming in. And trying to shut it down if they're just minding their own business yeah. in their own territories, not messing with anybody. Kind of like the Amish. If they just want to, but then again, the Amish don't have omega power mutants and right. right. How many the, times has that happened? Yeah. And then the government has you know stepped in yes. and controlled right. them and tried exactly. to regulate. So well, it's it's that bigger. It, it, it's almost like the opposite of what we saw in Rosenberg's run just recently, because there was a smaller group of mutants which made it easier target. Yes. When they're all in one spot, it's a bigger target, but it's just as easy. Yes. I don't know. Um, I, I'd like to believe that there's hope in this, and of course I trust Hickman for better or worse, even if this is the story that breaks me down. Yeah. I'm in for the ride. <laughs> he, he's very good at that. If you haven't checked out his East of West series by Image, it is one of my favorite books. Um, some of the heartbreak you feel in that book is very real, and you understand that he's a writer who doesn't just uh, go for the cheap uh, moves to, to you know get uh, sales. He tells a longer-form story that you are genuinely invested in, and uh, like any good story, it has its wins and its losses. Yeah, nice slow burn. Exactly. Yes. Uh, we're going to go ahead and head out here in just a minute. But, you know, just to end, Kelsey, uh, let's go around. Who's your favorite X-Men? My favorite X-Men, pun very, very, very intended, is the coolest one there is. Gambit. Bobby Drake. <laughs> <laughs> Iceman himself. <laughs> made level. Level, man. Make one of Spider-Man's amazing friends. That's right. That's why I probably was first really introduced to him. Do you think that uh that that, that offended like Harry Osborne or any of uh, Spider Man's other friends when he's like, nah. yeah, you're my best friend, but these are my amazing friends. Nah, <laughs> once I seen that he could turn the ice, I guess that's kind of okay. It out. <laughs> so, so what is it about his characteristics that you like? Um, he's the fun one. He's like, I want to call him. 
he's like the fun uncle, which I like right. compare myself to nowadays since a lot of my friends and siblings have kids. Like, I'm the fun uncle. Right. I try to be, bring levity to the situations. Um, the ice slide is just dope. Omega level. Mm-hmm. And whenever there's, like, the best against the wall, you know, you got Bobby Drake in the corner. Absolutely. And nine times out of ten, most threats he could kind of handle himself. And now yeah. the fact, like, he's more in tune with his powers. He could go co- turn completely into ice. He could control ice minions. He could absorb bodies of water. He even did that ice Goliath, that, that giant ice hole. Yeah. He's capable the of. Ice hole, yeah. yeah. So, yeah. And he won the original five X-Men, one of the first okay. characters over Marvel. Uh, what, what, are your, what are your hopes for this series and Iceman? Hope for this series is just to make the X Men. I was, I was, I was. Don't do it. I almost said. I, 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 you you can't see it, but I'm staring at him in a way where I'm like, don't even like, come on. Make the X Men exceptional again. <laughs> just make them what they were in the '90s. Bring them back to the forefront. I want a mutant in every book. Yeah. There should be mutants almost in every book since the mutants More are inclusive. going to be. Yeah. The dominant species one day, and I want to see the ramifications in this touch other books as well. Absolutely, not just another self-contained X-Men story. I want to see like Avengers talk about the yeah. Gates, or even with the Fantastic Four and like the part with Franklin being a mutant as well. It's more of that mm-hmm. interconnectedness, interconnectedness. Well, and that's one of the that's one of the things. Just I mean, Jonathan Hickman, if you're listening, I I love you. <laughs> but uh, that's one of the that. that's one of the things he's really good at is communicating with other. Um, writers. Yes. He he doesn't just work in a cave, you know. He's like, this is what's happening. He, I imagine he sends out pamphlets, you know, like, yes. hey, this is what we're doing. This is what I'm doing. Kind of like, like Donny to... Cates and Jason Aaron with the exactly. Null, the Necrosword, Thor. Which, Donny Cates, another great author out there. Uh, yeah. Just fantastic. Gio, do you have a favorite X-Men? No, I'm going to have to be a basic bitch here and uh, say it's Jean. Nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with Jean. She, she's, she's really good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I love her. What is it that draws you to Jean? I mean, obviously, her powers. Yeah. Um, just her character. I mean, like, she's just pretty fucking assertive. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, badass. Just just a badass in her own right. Right, right. Absolutely. Um, I mean, that's pretty much it. <laughs> that's it. I, I guess with without you having read the comics but hearing this conversation, um, what are your hopes for her role in this uh, in this book? Um, you know, I, like, yeah. I mean, I haven't read it, so I really don't know. Um but I'm hoping she just stays the same badass bitch as she's. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, when when Jean came back in X Men Red and took Cole, which Cole I just team. realized too, was like <sighs> slamming Red, Red Jean was yep. X Men Red. I see what you did there. Thank you. <laughs> so in X Men Red, uh, she has the chance to mentally assassinate um, Cassandra Nova, and instead she fixes her brain. Yes. And this this psychopath, this sociopath. She uh she starts to feel empathy. She starts to see what she's been doing wrong, which was dope. which wow. was powerful. Literally killing with kindness. Wow. <laughs> yeah. In, in, instead of destroying her and you know like lobotomizing this woman, right. she's like, no, I want you to see what you've been doing and how it's affecting people. To have that kind of power and that kind of compassion when it comes about to it. To say, yeah. Yes. I mean, like, wow. Yeah. Imagine if we could actually do that. Yeah. Today. Just like, change yeah. people. Like every yes. criminal. Let me show you what you're doing wrong. Like, kind of like a... Um, penis there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, uh, what is the uh, Clockwork Orange? Uh-huh. Right? Yeah. You know, like, you just let them know, hey, this is exactly what you've done wrong, like, this entire time. Mm-hmm. It's, you know, and, and it's not even rewriting the person. It's finding that thing that was wrong, those two those two fuses that weren't connected. Yeah, just a little off. 
this won't go so well. Yeah, and you're like, hey, there you go. You have, you're 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 you have a healthy brain now. You're not normal, but you're <laughs> You still wear Crocs with socks, and you know what? Do you? <laughs> Do you? Do you? Uh, it's not for me. Different yeah. strokes for different folks. Different exactly. paces for different faces. That's what this podcast is all about. Um, sure. Mine is gonna have to be Nightcrawler, Kurt Wagner. Always been my favorite. There's something about that guy and the fact that uh, he looks like a demon. He is the offspring of a demon and a shapeshifter, yes. and yet he still tries. He still wants to look at the situation and say, "We haven't lost yet. We we can keep going." You know, yeah. he's Definitely been the soul of the X-Men. he's been torn down so many times. He gave up heaven at one he point, which is crazy. Because he was like, oh, hey, no more X battles. No more <laughs> giant robots. Not to be free. But then he sees his friends in need, and he goes back down. It's that character of Nightcrawler and the um, the but, almost juxtaposition between him and Wolverine. Yeah. and But could he get into heaven? He was in heaven. But when he came back, he didn't have a soul. That's his what soul was. was gone. He yeah. forfeited his, his soul to heaven to come back. And then his daddy tried to keep him in hell. Yeah, yeah. You know, I, that was cool. Story. I guess that, that's one of the one of the biggest things I like about him is his breaking out from his parentage. Yes. You know, it, it's not the best, and you know, but but he's able to make his own uh, way in the world. And that's why I loved him on the cartoon too. That's when I found out about that <laughs> him being Mystique's right because you don't find out because he didn't even know. Just like a lot of X Men tend to find out that their parents aren't who they really are at some point in time. Mm-hmm. And you, he's a fully grown man. Now you're feeling out that one of their greatest villains is actually your mother. Exactly. Exactly. Like Someone you fought, which, you know, Pietro and Wanda. Yeah. Similar thing. Similar thing, too. Like, <laughs> this is following you. You're a bad guy. We're a bad guy. We went to Avengers, and now you are our daddy, man. <laughs> so we, we, we have to point out, or I have to talk about how Escape Velocity's comic of the week this week it's actually two comics. It's Powers of X or Powers of Ten and House of X. The Jonathan Hickman titles we are covering for the first two episodes of this podcast. Go ahead and check them out. Escape Velocity does offer a one-two free program with these comics. If you sign up for any of them, you get the first two issues with your discount and the third issue free. Stop in, talk to one of the many people that work here, myself included, and uh, make sure you sign up for those books. It's going to be a wild ride. I really and think what's the address if they were just... Uh, this is the downtown store. We are at 19 East Bijou. Uh, it's downtown Colorado Springs. We're right by Acacia Park and across the street from the Hive Piercing. We are going to go ahead and uh, send you out with a song from a local artist. Her name is Javi Paz. And uh, this song is called Capital State of Mind. Thanks for listening, everyone. Stay on candy. Yep, and remember, there can only be one chum bucket. Yes. <laughs> <laughs>
Postcard now.